Welcome back to the In No Hurry podcast. I'm your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne. I'm excited to have a friend of mine on here to talk not just about life and faith, but also about football, about the Super Bowl. Matt Overton is my guest this week. Matt is the long snapper for the San Diego. Oh, sorry, not San Diego anymore. Oh, yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. That's <laughs> got. I got. I got to get used to that. Along with the Cleveland Guardians and the now Washington Commanders. So, no. Matt Overton of the Los Angeles Chargers. Matt, how's it going, man? Doing good, Cole. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Doing well. Excited. This is Super Bowl week when we are talking, and uh, I'm sure you're pumped for that as well as you know, to watch, obviously wish you were, you're playing in it, wish, yeah. wish I could, wish I could have watched you as well as rooting for you guys. Um, yeah. but you're back in Nashville and you're talking just before we recorded, uh, you've got a, just about a one-year-old kid. You're actually married to a girl from my hometown of Evansville, Indiana. So how's everything going for you guys? Uh, life wise, parenting wise, all that. We're good, man. Um, Good to be back in Nashville and uh, yeah, Super Bowl week, but it's always a little bittersweet. You always want to be in the big game, but excited for a lot of my friends and former teammates who are getting to experience this uh, game for the first time in their careers. And actually my neighbor is CJ Azamoa, uh, or excuse me, I think it's Uzama. I should not mispronounce his last name, but he's a tight end for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's had one heck of a, a year with coming off of IR last year and, and now make it to the Super Bowl, and he got hurt in the AFC Championship, and now we're just kind of praying over him that he gets to play um, with this knee injury. But he's I'm good sure, too. Yeah, he's, yeah, good he's a great too. player, and um, excited to see him out there. And then actually, a former teammate of mine is coaching uh, on the Bengals now, Colt Anderson. And so, um, and then I have friends on the on the Rams. So it's you know, it's one of those things where uh, I want to see the Bengals win. Um, because you know they've they've uh, finally have reached the top after like 30 years and you know first playoff win and they're just an exciting team to play and and then you know I'm a little uh, bitter with the other LA team making and and not us you know, but no it's it's I just it's again both teams are great um, high powered offenses and uh, you know yeah. it, hopefully it's a it's a great game so yeah it's a Super Bowl Super Bowl week's always fun and. And uh, always excited to watch the game with family and friends. Absolutely. So last time we talked extensively was, I guess, last offseason. And you were kind of in limbo. You you had just played for the the Tennessee Titans. And at the time, you were hoping that maybe you'd work out to stay there and uh, weren't really quite sure what the next step would be. But you've got a really awesome story. And this is pretty unique. I'm sure that there are guys in the NFL all over the place that kind of have side gigs, side hustles you're you work in real estate on top of playing in the nfl and it's a it's a full-time thing for you i mean you've got uh you know jobs in indianapolis and nashville i think you even mentioned at one point that you were exploring the la market too but you i mean you're you're going full full throttle with with real estate while you're playing football and that's just a we can kind of dive in there i think that's a really cool aspect of your story and just we'll kind of stop start here at the at the last off season you were working pretty full time with real estate, not sure what the next step would be for football. How did it all come about to get signed by the chargers? And, you know, were you, were you hoping you get to play again or were you kind of content uh, to just go with whatever God had in store for you for, for this particular season? Yeah. And my, my heart was definitely um, all set on playing again. And, um, you know, it's kind of the conversation my wife and I have every off season is, you know, you know, what, what are my dreams? What are my aspirations? What are my goals? And, 
I've always said, you know, as long as uh, I my heart's in it, as long as my passion is still there for the game, um, I know I can play at a high level to help a team win. I'm healthy. Um, my family's healthy. Uh, and I have her blessing and support. You know, I'm, I'm all about playing as long as I can. Um, and so, you know, went into the offseason. You know, yeah, at the time, last this time last year, I was hoping to resign with the Titans. You know, just came off a great year with them. And, you know, we lost in the AFC, AFC a wild card weekend. You know, and that was tough. But, you know, I, I felt like, man, this would be great to be here again because now we're in Nashville. This is home for us. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I've been on the move, you know, for a few years now. And um, it'd be such a blessing to, you know, stay at home, not have to uproot the family and move. And. Uh, and whatnot. But uh, I, I know, you know, God always has the craziest uh, plans ahead. Um, and, you know, part of the excitement of the offseason is the unknown, even though uh, sometimes it gets uncomfortable and sometimes it gets, it's frustrating. Um, and, you know, when I when when I knew that I wasn't going to be brought back to Titans, I was I was definitely let down and discouraged. But, you know, I've been through this before. And so I just knew that I just had to take, you know, patience and just believe that, you know, God had something in store for me better, whether that was, you know, just, you know, not playing and, and, you know, real estate was my kind of my plan B that I'd really dove in uh, head first with and, and had a lot of fun with and success in, and um, now being in a new market with Nashville, I knew that, you know, that could take off. And, you know, I, I was pretty busy all spring and last summer with real estate here in Nashville and, and still in Indianapolis where my other team is at. Um, but I was still training and preparing, you know, as if I was going to get signed and, you know, because I know that phone call could come at any time. And um, it was literally on a Sunday afternoon, we were watching uh, the Colts play in one of their preseason games. And I got a phone call uh, to go to LA and I was on a plane like four or five hours later and, wow. and never came back until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, that it was kind of a crazy Sunday because I had, I had some showings uh, for some clients and, I told my agent, I said, hey, listen, I can't get on that flight until I show this house out in Murfreesboro uh, to a client because, you know, they were so close to finding one and, and been helping them for like three months up to that point. And um, and he was like, are you serious? You really? I'm like, dude, I need, to, I need to show him them this house before I get on that plane. And I, I drove out there and showed the house and drove home quickly and packed a bag and was on a flight to LA and, and, and never came back, you know, and, and that was, that was awesome. I mean, it, 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 again, it sounds, it sounds great, but there's hard times with that because, um, you know, then I just literally leave my wife and newborn daughter at home and we have a dog and it's like, what is the, what does life look like? And, you know, the transition and then, you know, so there's a whole another story with that and, you know, how we transitioned as a family out to LA for the season and, um, you know, kudos to my wife for being incredibly strong and patient and uh, holding down the house and Fort Wall was gone until she got out there. But um, yeah, it was just one of those things. Again, God just continues to um, uh, show me that, uh, you know, my, my desires are never what he quite wants for me. Um, And uh, going out to LA into a new team always exceeds my expectations. Um, And I got to be a part of a new team, new locker room, uh, around new teammates and coaches and experience something different. And, you know, I'm from California. So it was, it was great to be closer to home and, and for my wife and daughter to be, be there with me and experience that together was incredible. So there's so many great things that happen in the, in the year and, you know, put real estate on the side while it's gone. And now that we're back in, in another free agent year, and it's, it's almost like, Hey, let's, let's see what God has in store for the, us this year. And, and it just, 
you know, I reflect on the past years and, and, um, you know, God has always exceeded the expectations that we've had and, um, but he's always been so good in, in, in it all and no matter what it looks like. So, um, you know, we're just, uh, just staying hopeful and staying ready and then, um, just enjoying the time we have together as a family now that things have kind of slowed down a little bit. Yeah. You mentioned it right there, staying ready. You're those of you listening, I know you can't see it, but, but Matt is, is rocking one of his hats. It says stay ready on it. That is his brand. And if you could tell us where to find all that, but that, that is a motto that you live by. And there's a biblical component to that. And as I watched you last off season, that's literally what you were doing. I mean, you were posting yeah. videos of, of training. You, you were snapping balls to goalposts, you know, to have a target to snap to. You were giving free clinics to high school, college, long snappers, and you were in the gym all the time, just hoping to get the call. You didn't know if that call would come. And I know just from my own perspective that it can be really hard to stay ready when you don't know if that call is going to come. It can be really hard to stay motivated. But this is a this is a motto you've lived by for a number of years. Matt, those of you listening that maybe aren't as familiar with Matt's story, played with the Colts for a number of years. Um, you kind of have had a couple of stops too. I think Seattle maybe was one of them. Can't remember all the places you've played, but you've played a number of different places. And long snapping, that's a that's a tough job. And it's there's only one spot on each team. And you know, there's 30 teams in the league. And so if one of those spots is taken, sometimes it can be hard to find a job. So staying ready, it's more than just about physically staying ready for you. It's mentally, spiritually, emotionally, maybe t talk a little bit about that process of, you know, this is not the first off season now that you have where you're a free agent and, and hoping to get a job and maybe, maybe hoping to get back to, to LA or, you know, a group of guys you're familiar with, but, but what is, what does that motto stay ready really mean to you? And, and how did you start to, embrace that motto yeah I mean it really started a, quite some time ago um whether I knew it or not you know early you know I come from a small division two school and you know I, I had to play in several different minor leagues and and um you know to to stay relevant and get my opportunity in the NFL and you know I was an undrafted player coming out of out of college in my draft year um and I knew I, I found out pretty quickly you know that you know, the call can come at any time and that, you know, I always told myself, you know, the last thing I ever want to do is get that call and I'm not prepared. Mm -hmm. And so probably 2017 is really when I took on the motto, like the daily mindset of staying ready um, when I was released by the Colts. And, and that was a tough transition for me because it came out of nowhere. It was one of those things where the door just got slammed on me quickly without even any inclination that it was going to happen. And, and so I, I just, you know, I got, uh, I faced the, the tough side of the NFL business wise getting released and um, you know, but I knew at that point that, you know, a team could call at any time and it could be the day after you get released when you clear waivers, or it could be three or four months on the road. And, and that's what happened for me. It, it, it happened, you know, when I least expected it by the team, I least expected it to happen by, and I went to Jacksonville and was there for about two and a half, almost three years. And, um, you know, so since 2017, it was really kind of had the daily mindset of stay ready. And it kind of stuck with me. And it kind of, you know, when I, you know, see the young kids, you know, now that I talk about it and I have these hats and this, uh, this branding um, now, you know, it, it kind of, they relate stay ready with my story. And it's a testimony that I can share with these young guys. Um, and it's true, man, it, it's, it's not just about, you know, the physical preparation because that's important. But now it's really the past couple of years. Now it's really involved, 
you know, in my mind and my heart about, you know, spiritually staying ready. And a, a few, you know, pastors that I'm friends with that close with Nate, they see my hat. That's the first thing they think of is, you know, uh, uh, biblical principles of what staying ready really means and, you know, kind of the plans that, that God had set for you. Um, some are good and some are tough and, and um, you know, some doors open for you and some don't. And it's one of those things where um, I like to share my story with a lot of guys, the good and the bad. Um, but it's also a way to encourage um, guys that, you know, aren't necessarily seeing the opportunities, you know, knock at their door um, right away because it is hard to make it. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, there's only 32 teams and only 32 jobs. So when you're when you're talking about the elite of the elite, um, it's hard to, to get your foot into those doors. But, you know, if you do, if you stay ready, you know, and you have that. Uh, mindset every single day um, you know good things do happen and and I also tell them like it's sometimes it's not even about football you just you grow as a person and you you hold yourself accountable and and sometimes it leads to other doors opening up and and it, that's happened for me too like real estate and other great opportunities that have come outside of football so you know I know our hearts tend to stay focused on one you know uh, destination or one dream or goal but sometimes like God takes you on a whole different trajectory yeah. and it leads to a whole different career path or maybe it's people you meet and um, places you in a, in a, in an opportunity that you never thought you would even have. So um, it's, it's really what it's kind of evolved into. And, and it's a way for me to kind of give back as well and help other guys share their testimony with, with guys. And um, we tied a little scholarship on the back end of it too, to help some young athletes out. Um, we're going to do a, our first scholarship this year. Um, awesome. from, the, from the proceeds last year and and just pay pay for it in that regard and and like you mentioned too about hosting free camps and being able to use that platform to provide a service um to high schoolers or college guys and and so it's been fun and these young guys man aren't, they they probably don't realize it but they they motivate me more than right. they could ever imagine and they hold me accountable you know and so um, it's great to be around these kids. And, and uh, if I could just pour out a little bit of my wisdom and knowledge on them from what I've experienced the past, you know, 12 or so years in this journey in the NFL I've had, um, it, it's, it's a blessing. And if I could help change one, one kid's uh, life in, in a positive way, that's what it's all about, man. So um, it's, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. It just it reminds me just the idea that, you know, we are we are always we're waiting with expectation and anticipation for Christ. And, you know, uh, I remember texting you sometime last year, it was after a sermon that my, my pastor gave. And I said, man, his sermon is all about staying ready and made me think of you. And, and uh, I was trying to connect. He's, he's super busy. I was trying to connect you too. I don't think it ever happened yet, but I'll still, I'll still work on that. But I was like, Hey, yeah. I know this long snapper uh, in the league, in the league. And uh, I, I got to get you guys connected to talk about this message. And he was like, Oh, I'd love to talk to him. So um, it's, just, it's such a great message and it's been awesome to see, the people like you, you'll retweet, you know, fans who bought stay ready stuff for Christmas gifts or guys that are just, you know, Chargers fans or Colts fans that buy the, the Colts colored or Chargers colored material or, or you know, uh, hats and shirts and stuff. And it just seems like the the message has resonated with a lot of people, you know, and, yeah. and you now, now you've got with the NIL stuff, you've got it looks like some some uh, brand ambassadors or you know, guys like that that are that are stay ready ambassadors and that kind of thing. So it's just been cool to see the brand take off because I remember talking to you last year and that was before even a lot of the stuff had started happening for you. I mean, obviously the brand had been around, but you've had a lot of growth just in the last year, which has been really cool to see. And I think one, one of the other cool aspects of your story, obviously is just getting into real estate. Can you walk us through 
just the origin of that. How did you get interested in it? And what was, what was the door opening that allowed you to get into that market, into that field? Yeah. So, um, probably, I mean, the interest really came about probably in college when I was, you know, I was chasing after this dream of football. Um, but I was just a, a broke college student trying to <laughs> trying to graduate and I was living on my own, um, two States away from my family. I was in, in Washington at Western Washington university. And, uh, you know, to go to some of these camps is like, you know, $600 plus the flights, you're looking like a thousand dollars just to go out to these camps to get looked at, you know? So, you know, I was a full-time student and I was honest, literally on Craigslist and, you know, looking for just odd jobs to go rake leaves, cut grass, pour concrete. And, you know, my roommate at the time in college, his dad, he ran a construction company and, and built like custom homes. And I had the opportunity one summer to, you know, really just start from like the foundation on up building a custom home that took, I, I got there a little bit later in the process, but, you know, it was about a, you know, six to eight month, you know, project. And, um, you know, I, it, when, when I got to see the finished product of the house being built, like, first of all, I knew how, how, how much sweat and blood and tears went into building that house. Um, cause there was like four of us there constantly and I, and I was, I wasn't doing anything crazy. I was like just cleaning up and helping cut, you know, plywood and, you know, helping with the odd jobs around like just being a helpful hand. Sorry, my dog is barking here. <laughs> Busy but, day at the um, Overton household. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come here. But anyway, I, I got this interest. I'm like, man, this is like how the housing thing is really cool. Like I got to see how this, this process works from like the business side and the in, uh, development side. Um, and, you know, so that kind of got, I, I like, I like tangible things. So when I get to see something done, like that was the cool thing. Um, and, and like I said, I knew how much, like, it's a, it's a hard job. Those guys that do that day in and day out for a living, it's, it's incredibly, uh, uh difficult. Um, and so, you know, once I got into the fortunate to get to the NFL and I you got bought my first house and I started investing into real estate. Um, a few years in, in, um, in the league. Um, that's when I was really like, man, I would love to, you know, eventually become an agent, get my license. And cause I've learned so much on this side, I would like to learn more on that side and kind of how the transactions happen. Um, and while playing, I was like, it, it may benefit me from a business standpoint and marketing standpoint to, you know, have this license and whether I use it or not, you know, it could, it could help me, you know, set myself up for post-career. And so uh, fast forward to 2019, um, I sat up the entire NFL season. I, you know, wasn't getting any calls, wasn't getting brought in. I had one small, tiny little uh, stint and cup of coffee with the Chargers, ironically with the Chargers that year. And, but I was only there for, for a short period, like three or four days. And, um, but that 2019, the bless, again, a, 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 the blessing in the 2019 year, of sitting out was I was able to go back to my real estate school that I had started um, in 2018 and I was able to finish it in 2019, get my license, um, start working uh, with a, uh, a broker in uh, Indianapolis. And that's when I started my team uh, or started with a team um, and going into 2020 before the pandemic hit. I mean, we're, it was fun, man. I was, I was learning, I was rolling and, it took me about four months to really get my, my, uh, 
my momentum going and, and finally got my first house under contract, all kind of stuff. And, um, and then the pandemic hit and really real estate never sh- shut down, never slowed down. I mean, we, we can yeah. only do like virtual walkthroughs and all that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, it just was really cool to see how the pivot that the real estate made now, it wasn't really affected because people were still buying and selling homes. It slowed down maybe for a little bit in like April. Um, but then real estate just shot up, especially here in Nashville. Um, and so now I got working on all that kind of stuff and, and, uh, I got into it. Um, and then, you know, I got signed by the Titans that year and it, it was cool being in the locker room, kind of sharing my story. Yeah, I'm a real estate agent now. I've been doing that, you know, and, and, uh, then I get to kind of share my insight with young guys who are looking to eventually buy their first home and kind of give them the little, you know, nuggets of wisdom when they go into that stuff, like what to look for and, you know, um, questions to ask, because I went into buying my first house, very naive. Um, and That's how we feel right now. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I wish that I would have had the knowledge I do now. Um, and, and so it, I, I just felt like it was very important for me to kind of share what I know as, as a realtor with these guys. And if I could help them out in any way, and I've, and I've helped out some families, which has been awesome, you know, that um, I, I helped the teammates, parents move from California to Nashville. So that was an awesome opportunity that I probably wouldn't have if I wasn't in the locker room kind of sharing, uh, you know, what I was doing the entire 2019 year. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, being in Nashville now, I was like, well, this is only about four hours away from Indy and it's a hot market. I'll get my license here. And so I, I got my license here in, in Nashville now that we're here uh, full time and started working here. And, and then again, I get signed by LA. So now I'm in LA and I'm sharing my little, and I have, you know, I have guys that are retired former teammates that know what I'm doing and they're calling me asking about advice. So it's cool that I can share, you know, a whole different perspective because, you know, the transition after football can be really, really hard on a lot of guys. And I've, I've had a, I've had a face reality outside of football. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know what it's like with that transition and finding a passion. And, and a lot of these guys use me as a resource or a sounding board. And they're now getting into real estate because of maybe not all, all my influence, but because, you know, I have. They see somebody success. do it. Yeah. You know, and and so um, it's really cool just to share that. And it's been awesome because now I can um, for the for the longest time early in my career, I always had that like that doubt or maybe that fear of like what to do after when, you know, when football's over, what does life look like? And not, you know, God had me in 2019, not playing for a reason. And, and, you know, maybe it was because he wanted me to taste what it was like without football. And, and, and now I feel like I, because of that, um, I enjoy football a little more and I enjoy what life has to bring outside of football too. Cause I know there's a lot more in store, um, that that God may have planned for me and my family. So um, it's it's just been cool, man. It's it's fun and um, you know help helping the young guys is is what it's all about as well too. With some of the um, just the wisdom I've gained over the past couple of years. Yeah, I, I think what what you're hitting at here, I think is a it's kind of a good maybe intended or not. I mean, it, you talked about how it could be hard for guys after football. And I've heard this from athletes where after they get done playing, they're not, really, they're not really sure what to do. And, you know, I can imagine when you play a sport for so long, especially at the highest level, it truly does become part of your identity. And for a lot of guys, it gets really hard to separate that. That's why you see so many athletes stay within the game somehow, because that's all they've known. You know, they're either going on TV into broadcasting or they're working in a front office somewhere. It can probably be hard to separate from all of that. So from your perspective, just as a player, I mean, 
what have you learned about God and your faith during your career and, and maybe even about identity where your true identity comes from? And, you know, are you able to share that anecdote with guys in the locker room? Are you able to share your faith and that sort of thing with them in the locker room? Yeah. I mean, um, I think when I, when I really started seeking God and about 2010 was kind of a big pivot in my life where, you know, I, I always knew God, I, I believed, you know, in God and, and I always had faith, but I never really sought out that like intimate relationship and that connection where I was str striving to, to grow in my faith and grow closer to God. Um, because that was 2010 was when, you know, there was a point in my life where this is when I was at the Seahawks and that seems like a lifetime ago, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was signed there, I got hurt, I got released. And so I was like in this limbo back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And at the time, like my, my identity was solely in football. And when I got released, it felt like I had let my entire family down. I was a failure um, because I didn't, you know, reach my goals that that life was over. And I'm a 22 year old guy trying to figure life out a little bit. And looking back, it's just like so crazy to think that, um, that I was a failure, that I was thinking those, those thoughts and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, I had a really good family friend invite me to my first like Bible study with their uncle who was a pastor. And, and, um, this was the first, one of the first recollections of me really sensing the presence of God in my life where he was like, literally just like tapping me on the shoulder and, and saying like, Hey, I'm here. I see you. I, I hear you. Um, and it was after my very first, uh, we were studying Proverbs and, you know, I highlighted 16, nine, um, a man plans his heart, but the, uh, the Lord directs his steps. And I, I, I felt that really just kind of resonate with me. And with that, where I was at in football, you know, because I was I kind of at that fork in the road. Do I go pursue this or do, do I keep pursuing my dream? And um, I kid you not, we go, the, the pastor is like, hey, man, I'm going to go, we're going to go to the bookstore. I'm going to get you your first study Bible. That way you can take this study Proverbs, you know, one a day. And, and then that kind of just little, you know, plant those little seeds and let's see how this can go. And uh, we go, like, I think we ended up at Barnes and Noble, picked up a study Bible that was like an athlete-based, like, study Bible. And I kid you not, the Seattle Seahawks called me back to tell me that they were going to bring me back. <laughs> and I'm in the front seat of the car. I look back at the pastor. I'm like, I was just a Seahawks coach telling me that they, they're going to bring me back. And he started laughing. And mm -hmm. he pretty much said, you know, Hey, this is just God at work. And this is one of the, his, him letting you know that like, you know, he's got you, you know? Yeah. And, it, and from then on, it was just like, man, I'm on this, like, you know, on this path and, and really seeking God. And, you know, I've had my ups and downs just like everybody, but that was a, that was like just one of those moments in life where, you know, like you just get stopped in your tracks and you know, that not only is God real, but God, wants the best for you and he's got this plan set out for you, you just got to trust and have some faith and some patience in, in it all and and um you know so from from that point on you know from seattle seahawks to this to to now the la chargers like throughout this entire journey 
Um, you know, I struggled early on in my career with identity and, and football being every, I mean, my priorities were so messed up. It was football over everything, over family, over my faith, everything. And it took, it took, you know, for, for, you know, to go through some tough times or whether it was, I wasn't playing good or relationship wise when my wife, now, when we were dating, we went through some rough patches and, or just feeling empty and not, you know, football wasn't fulfilling me. These other things that I thought would fulfill me wasn't fulfilling me. And, and it took literally God just to take me out of my comfort zone and kind of strip me down. And that's where in Jacksonville, when I went to Jacksonville, uh, um, man, I just was like, I just felt like God took me to the, the least place I wanted to go to. Um, <laughs> but it turned out to be one of the most um, fruitful seasons, you know, as far as like the fellowship on the team and really diving in and, and, you know, sharing my testimony and, and, and growing in my faith. And so many blessings came out, like, you know, my wife and I, we, we got engaged shortly after that. And it was because of those seasons that God took me to, or took me through that, um, helped me grow in my faith and, and, um, kind of turn away from old ways and, and not, and, and strip away that identity and that thought that football is that we, all we are, all we're good for. Um, and so, you know, definitely now my, one of my, one of my goals and most important goals is that, you know, whatever team, you know, I'm on or whatever door opens with football, with the Lord, where the Lord takes me is like, I, you know, I, I definitely want to use that platform to honor and glorify him and to share my testimony and to, to, to be a shining light and a, a disciple in that locker room, yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever that looks like. And, and um, you know, I know that that's why God particularly, maybe he's, he's taking me to different teams to do just that and, yeah. and not stay with the same team and be around that he wants me to maybe be around different people. Um, and um, that's been, that's been a blessing just to, just to meet new people along the way. And, and be an influence in somebody else's life and, and, and a new community, a new team, new organization. And, and so looking back on that, that's kind of where I just really feel like God has been leading me and it's gotten me into now, like, you know, having a, having a passion to mentor young kids and, and coach. And, um, and it's where the kind of the stay ready camps come, come into play, you know, so using my off season to, to help those guys along the way and, and share my faith with them and, and, um, that's that's really what I've I've seen God reveal in my life, you know, from from today in the, the past 10 years when when I was in Seattle. Yeah. Well, from the outside looking in, it certainly seems like you're you're using your platform for exactly that. I mean, I know I'm not in the locker rooms, but I see what you what you do on social media. I see, you know, the heart that you have behind it. So it certainly seems like you know, you've you've responded to the prompting that God has put on your heart, and it's been awesome to see. So I, I, I'm a big fan. You know, whatever team you play for, maybe you'll play for my Bears next yeah. year. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, although their their long snapper Pat Scales has been there for a while, so I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's gonna stud, he's a stud too. So yeah, uh, but it's, it's it's awesome what you're doing. So while we've got you here, I, I feel like we we've got to get your thoughts here on this game though this this weekend. So uh, Bengals versus the Rams. Obviously, the Bengals are in the AFC, which is your team's conference. And uh, you guys, you guys played the Bengals during the regular season. I, I, I think, right? You guys yes, we beat, did, yeah. beat the Bengals, uh, yeah. and obviously the Rams play in your same stadium. So maybe you can even give a sense of what that environment will be like. Obviously, Super Bowl is going to be elevated, but brand new stadium, big stadium, uh, going to be awesome. But but just uh, when you kind of mentioned it earlier, but what what are your thoughts on this game? How do you see this one playing out? I mean, I think it's exciting. I think 
you know, for the most part, I think people are a little disappointed that, you know, it's not the 49ers or it's not the Packers or it's not the Chiefs or I am perfectly whatever. fine that it's not the Packers. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I think it's good. Just it's good for the sport and the league in general that it's it's new faces. It's new franchises. Um, you know, for the longest time, it was always New England, you know, and and so, um, you know, it, it's it, I think it's just refreshing to see young, a young quarterback in Burrow. You know, you know, and then you got Stafford, who's been in the league for a long time, playing at a high level every year and finally gets that opportunity to showcase his skills on the biggest stage. Um, so I think there's a lot to look forward to in the game. I, I think it's two really exciting offenses um, and then, you know, tough defenses, too. So, you know, I, I I'm rooting for the Bengals. I just love the story that they have this year, um, even though they're in our division. Um, like I told you earlier, I'm. I don't want to see another LA team win before the Chargers win, but I do have I do have a lot of uh, a really good friends. Matt Orzik, the snapper, and my old uh, defensive co- or uh, special teams coordinator Joe DiCamillis, who I was with in Jacksonville, is their coach now, and Johnny Hecker, their punter, and so there's there's guys on the team that I'm, I'm friends with and I'm rooting for for sure. But if I'm pulling for a team, um, I, I would like to see the Bengals pull it off and and yeah. give Cincinnati something to to uh, celebrate. I think, and you have you have to from a fan standpoint. I mean, seeing how all, like there was a video that I think it was the Cincinnati newspaper tweeted. It was like a compilation of fans that had submitted their videos that they recorded watching the kick that won the game. And yeah, yeah. you know, the Bears were in the Super Bowl in 2006. They've not had as much long-standing suffering during my lifetime. They've not been great. They've not won a lot. No. But the Bengals, I'm 32 years old. I think the last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl was 88. I was born in 89. Yeah. So people that are my age have never seen a Bengals yeah. playoff win until this year. Yeah. And so that's a really cool story and a cool aspect of it that I think I'm just, I'm rooting more so for those people because, you know, I can imagine just year after year to be a faithful fan. It could be hard whenever your team is just not winning. They're not getting there. They've had good talent. They've had good players. They just haven't been able to get over the hump. They've also been in the same division as the Steelers and the Ravens who've had good teams. Yeah. It's, it's hard. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's a, that's going to be a great game. What's, what's the environment like in that stadium? Cause it's, it's newer, it's a newer stadium, you know, pretty big. Um, but what, what can you imagine that the Super Bowl environment is going to be like, obviously no matter where a Super Bowl is huge, but that particular stadium you played in there all year, uh, people that are watching on TV, what can you give them as somebody who's been there as what that environment is going to be like? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Um, I, I kind of, I don't necessarily like going. I've been to one Super Bowl as you know in the off season, uh, which is awesome. The festivities are incredible. Um, it's a, it's quite a spectacle to see, um, no matter what stadium you're in. Um, but I'm kind of I kind of wish that I would get the you know I didn't sell my tickets and and would have went to the game because <laughs> it's in LA and it's our our home stadium as well. But the the stadium itself is state of the art. It's you know I, I I may be biased, but I don't think I'm biased. My opinion is biased enough to to sway anybody else that it's not maybe the best stadium in the league because it, it really, it's legit. It's um, everything you can think of as far as like, you know, cutting edge and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's beautiful. And um, it's, you know, when you, when you, when you see it from afar, it sits really low in the ground. So it doesn't have like that big stadium, like outer shell, it's kind of sleek and low to the ground. So it looks really, really cool. Um, but then going in, it's just like, oh, my goodness. And the, the big jumbotron that goes around the entire stadium and, um, 
you know, so so playing there this year with 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 it being a second year, but first year with fans, I mean, it was it's loud, man. And um, you know, obviously LA is a great city to host events like that. And it's the first time they've had a Super Bowl in a, a really long time. I think since like 93 was the last time it hosted a Super Bowl. Um, and then you have, you know, you just have the who's who's, you know, being there because you you're in LA, you know, and yeah. <laughs> um I think just uh, the excitement has been building all year with, with the, um, uh, with the Super Bowl being there. And then of course, then you have a hometown team that's in, in the Super Bowl. So that's even cooler. So I think there's a lot to look forward to. I'm excited for, you know, the halftime performance would probably be crazy because of the fact that the stadium has the ability to do so many cool, like theatrical, yeah. um, things with the technology that they've installed. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be cool, man. It's going to be loud. It's a beautiful stadium to play in. Um, I love I've loved it as a as a player, and um, I think it's just going to be it's 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 going to be awesome to watch this Sunday. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's uh? Give me a score prediction and maybe an MVP prediction for this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go. I'll, I'm going to do 27, 21. I'm going to give it to the Bengals. I mean, if you're winning the Super Bowl, your your quarterback probably. Yeah. Probably played pretty well. So I'm going to – it's probably going to be Joe Burrow if they win, but I'm going to go on a limb and, and give it to Evan McPherson, their kicker, who's been a stud. All right. I love it. A little special teams love. Yeah. yeah. Evan McPherson, is, is, he's got a great story too. I've gotten to write a couple stories for him uh, for Sports Spectrum. He's come out past couple games with a shirt that says God is good on it, and he's a he's yeah. a believer as well. So yeah. there's a lot of great Christian athletes playing in this game. Uh, we've been able to, to cover a lot of them uh, here on Sports Spectrum, and so that's been cool. But interesting. So Evan, he, he's been nails this this postseason so and just a rookie kicker too so uh i love it given given the given the special teams some love there so matt tell us uh, how can people connect with you and where should they go if they want to get some of your stay ready merchandise yeah i mean you can follow me on twitter or instagram at matt overton underscore ls as in long sniper and then our hats and shirts are at mattovertonbrand.com and uh yeah we have some cool stuff coming out this year with uh stay ready gear and then also i got girl dad club because i'm a girl dad that's right. Yeah, so we we, uh, we roll out some cool stuff for around Father's Day. So excited to do that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, man, it's been it's been fun. And I appreciate you uh, showing support and love, man. It's been great. Awesome. Man. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. And uh, I keep saying we, we need to link up whenever my wife and I are in Nashville again. We were there this past weekend, but we were we had some stuff we were doing. She had appointment. We had other things going on. But next time we're we're down there or sometime soon, we'll have to link up and get there. Hey, please do. Absolutely, man. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. I All appreciate cool. it. See you, buddy. That was Matt Overton, the long snapper for the Los Angeles Chargers. Hope you enjoyed hearing from him and his story. Just a really cool story, how he does real estate on top of playing in the NFL. Definitely check him out on social media. He's a really encouraging person to follow on Twitter. And his brand, Stay Ready, is really cool. So check that out as well. MattOvertonBrand.com. You can find his merchandise there. We'd love to connect with you as well. You can find me at Cole Claiborne on Twitter and Instagram. Also visit my website, ColeClaiborne.com. But definitely go out, enjoy the Super Bowl. I am definitely in agreement with Matt. I'm picking the Bengals in this game. I have to. I just think that the fan aspect of it is just a really cool story. Love Joe Burrow. Got to go with the Bengals in this one. But I hope you have a great week. 
Maybe you'll watch the Super Bowl, enjoy some time with friends and family. But either way, hope you find some time to relax and not be in a hurry. And we'll catch you next time.